I'm walking down the path in my garden and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone, and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Cress robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilize the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Switzerland is proud to sponsor the RHS Gardening Podcast. Discover vast mountains, unmissable scenery and famously punctual railways with a TUI Lakes and Mountains holiday. Find out more at tui.co.uk or your local TUI store. Hello all and welcome to Chelsea, or rather welcome to the Royal Horticultural Society Chelsea Flower Show 2019 and welcome to the Royal Horticultural Society Gardening Podcast. RHS Chelsea is an annual celebration of the best of gardening. Each year, visitors are treated to bucketfuls of inspiring ideas, to barrow loads of breathtaking plants and a lot of added glitz and glitterati. This year is no exception. My name is James Alexander Sinclair. I'm a garden designer and I am an RHS judge. So, there are award-winning international designers, specialist plant breeders, sculptures. Just come with us on this little journey and you will learn even more than you knew beforehand. Hello, this is Ainsley Harriet at the Chelsea Flower Show here. 2019 represents wonderful colour. I'm at the Barbadian stand at the moment and people expect to get that wonderful abundance of colour that we associate with the Caribbean and it's very much evident here today. I've been coming here now. It wouldn't surprise me if it's uh, probably 15 years on the trot. We walk around here now and my mother, my late mother was part of the Horticultural Society and won awards for her front garden. And she always used to come on the Tuesday to the flower show and uh, occasionally drag the children along. And I have to say it's, uh, as I've got a little bit older, I've got this yearnings, that magnet, that magnetism, that's something that just draws you back in. And I absolutely adore it. It's not just the smells, it's the color, it's the, the people who are passionate and enthusiastic about growing and it's all here it's wonderful my name's james max i'm a broadcaster on talk radio and i write for the ft and i'm here to yes drink some champagne but i am obsessed by gardens gardening everything i want to take it all in i'm seeing big trees i'm seeing beautiful water features i'm seeing the most fantastic use of a whole range of different plants and coloring 
it's three or four years since I've been. It seems as if trends have changed. We've moved away from these very manicured, almost sort of clinical hard lines to softer lines, softer planting, exciting colour combinations and plant combinations, things you wouldn't necessarily see. And it's actually about emotion. I love being drawn into a garden and made to feel things. I've already seen things that I want to perhaps plant myself because it elicits emotions of whether it's childhood or friendliness or community or wanting to do things in the garden. I, you know, My fingernails are slightly better than some around here, but they're pretty gritty because it's this time of year that I like to get really involved. The RHS Chelsea Flower Show 2019 is proving to be a good one for the Scandinavians. Finland is making its presence felt in the space to grow gardens. And IKEA, appropriate enough, is sponsoring its first competitive garden inside the Grand Pavilion. And this is quite exciting. We've never, ever done this before. So actually have a garden inside Tom Dixon's innovative urban farming garden, which is called Gardening Can Save the World. My name's Tom Dixon, and I'm by day a product designer and interior designer. We've tried to make here a garden in two opposing parts. I've created a massive hill made mainly out of um, IKEA racking from the warehouse, and it's completely natural, but it's composed of a series of small pallet-sized boxes, so it can be taken apart and rebuilt. Underneath the hill, which is a kind of dystopian underground which is using hydroponics and aeroponics and we're growing under LED lights so the underground is bathed in a pink glow. Hydroponics are using no earth so growing plants in nutrient-rich liquid. It's a very efficient way of using less land and often it's also using artificial light so increasingly it's being used to grow in cities, in disused tunnels or warehouses. And it's a kind of important topic in the near future because obviously we need to become more efficient at growing food and be much closer to the consumer as well. What's interesting here is it's kind of built like a series of Lego bricks. So each unit on top of the racking, which composes what looks like a, a natural seeming hill, can be taken away and each box is effectively growable on its own. So what's interesting here is that every single plant has got multiple uses. So we're talking about plants that are, can be therapeutic, uh, medicinal, edible, as well as decorative. And most of them, in fact all of them are for this climate. So they're a combination of our sponsors' climate, so IKEA, so Nordic, Swedish, and British plants that are very comfortable in our own climate. And then, you know, underneath, uh, the interesting thing is quite a lot of the plants are, have been grown in seven or eight days. So we're talking here about sprouts mainly. So whether those are amaranth sprouts or mustard or cress or pea shoots, it's something that I remember as my first growing experience. And these are things that anybody can grow for almost nothing on their windowsill on a piece of cotton wool. 
There's a single message here is that functional plants are also extremely decorative. So I think what's, what we're seeing here is that although everything is in flower and we've got some beautiful purples and, and yellows and, and blues coming from variously woad and hops and uh, spring onions and kohlrabi is the colors coming from things that you can eat or will make you feel better you know so there's something really fascinating about that and that really is achievable to almost anybody like i say starting with cress which grows in in six or seven days and then working all the way up to these amazing curly birches which are very uh, easy to grow tree but is used in my industry which is the furniture industry for wood it's used for its sap for drinking which is itself considered good for you and even the leaves are used to eat um, by the laplanders so you know many layers of functionality all the way through this garden gardening has got to be a component of how we look after our planet a lot better than we're doing at the moment My name is Taina Suonia and I'm a designer of this garden, the Rus in the Finland Bureau Garden. And uh, I'm the first Finnish designer here at the Chelsea Flower Show and really, really enjoying every moment of it. It makes me feel very proud. It's quite historical moment as well at the same time. It's not just because I'm the first one, but it is because of... Uh, I think it's more important that the people here in UK and the uh, rest of the world realize how beautiful nature we have. And I have been trying to create this uh, wildness in here in this garden, meadows and using uh, our national trees, Petula pendula, silver birch, and uh, national um, plant, lily of the valley. So bringing those pieces of Finland in the heart of the London has been very important for me. My name is Päivi Luostarinen. I'm the ambassador of Finland uh, in, in London. It's quite uh, an achievement that uh, Finnish artist has, has been able to get the garden here. We know how, uh, what a long tradition it is and everybody knows even in Finland that Chelsea Flower Show is really something very, very special, very English and we are really proud of, of her achievement. We know that the English garden is something truly special and, and uh, but obviously we in Finland as well we, we have a lot of gardens and we have uh, a lot of uh, nature sort of wild nature in, in a way and uh, Finns love to go to the forests and uh, we are outside people so I, I just love uh, this garden how it uh, presents the sort of wild Finnish uh, nature. The main ingredients in this gardens are the water. We have nearly 200,000 lakes in Finland. And then the other thing is that I'm using granite in different way. I have black granite here and I have red granite. And they have been treated, they have polished, they have been hammered and they have been split, which brings out what we are able to do in Finland and in old times and we are still doing. As well, the very important part is behind of us is this one, over 100 years old barn wall that has brought from Finland as well. Then I have some uh, roses like a uh, Rosa Pimpinella folia, Tuve Jansson, and uh, Tuve Jansson, she was an um, author of Moomins. 
I wanted to bring something very finished to this garden. I have lovely, lovely art, which is uh, done by artist Ro Runeberry. It's silver. And they just bring it, um, that my main message, which is by diversity in the cities, it uh, just is like uh, ice on the cake. The lily of the valley, that is our national flower, which likes to be in the woodland, and it has lovely scent on it. When I was designing this, actually one of my main ideas was that this is the garden, what you can redo at your garden. You can just basically copy that and take to your garden. There is nothing uh, why you wouldn't, no reasons why you couldn't take uh, some messages from here. I just think it, it's very, very straightforward garden on many sense. You just have to be knowledgeable enough that you know where to put that. Another first in 2019 at Chelsea is Floral Immersion, a new introduction to the medals competition focusing on floral art. My name is Dennis Van Wonderen. I'm the floristry steward at the RHS Chelsea Flower Show. So the floristry corner is uh, filled with exhibits. Uh, up against the wall, we have the RHS Chelsea Florist of the Year competition. The schedule this year was to create a royal crown. They had to make the crown to celebrate the 200th birth year of Queen Victoria. We gave them the schedule royal crown, so it could be any crown from any country. And then in the centre, we have some uh, independent florists, freelance florists that have created um, freestanding exhibits. Floristry is popular, it's all over Instagram at the moment, it's all over Pinterest. People love flowers and they like playing with flowers as they say, and they like to arrange flowers themselves. A lot of people go and do their shopping now, pick up a bunch of flowers on the way. Whilst this is very far removed from that type of flower purchase, from the detail that's in the crowns, it still is something to showcase what professional retail floristry is like, what people can do that work in a flower shop. If somebody was to come in and say, I want a royal crown to be worn at an event, you can go to your flower shop and get one. They don't do those in Tesco's or Morrison's. Floristry has come a lot more to the foreground now. People are seeing creations made from flowers. They're all over the press, they're all over the media. You quite often see models wearing floral gowns. You see shops opening, putting loads of flowers on their shop windows uh, and their shop fronts. So yeah, flowers are a lot more in your face than they were in the past. If you want to get into flower arranging, start small, have a look at some of the pictures that you see online and you can achieve quite a lot. Obviously, as a florist, I'm gonna say, come to a flower shop to buy your flowers and keep your local high streets alive. In the flower shop, you can buy one or two stems of flowers. You can have a play with them. They tend to sell the more adventurous varieties rather than just your standard carnations and your roses and your lysianthus. Flowers are very relaxing, flowers are very happy. People like to have flowers in the house. It's a feel good factor. Um, you can put a bunch of flowers in front of anyone's face and it'll brighten up their day. Chelsea is of course all about plants and each year the show is a launch pad for many new varieties. Hi, I'm Fiona Marlin, Director of Wetman Plants International. We breed Dianthus in Devon, as well as we specialise in other plants, um, launching new products around the world. But today it's all about the Dianthus. 
here at Chelsea because we've launched Cherry Burst into Plant of the Year competition. Kindly through Rosie, Hardy through Cardi Cottage Garden Plants. It's a beautiful uh, dianthus. It's a single flower. It flowers in a canopy at about 15 centimetres high and it starts off as a lovely chocolate bud and then it bursts open with a maroon eye with white and centre and then paler pink on the outside. And it's beautifully scented, a nice sweet scent to it. And then the what's lovely is the sort of canopy of flowers and then the grey-green foliage sits below as a nice clump. And it's so versatile as well. So you can put it in a pot, you can put it in the border. And I think it really is going to be of, of interest to all gardeners, not, not the traditional always gardener, but also the new gardeners, because it's just so pretty. I think everybody would like to launch the plants at Chelsea and, and being British, British bred and, and propagated in Devon. I think, you know, no better place to do it. Hello, I'm Rosemary Hardy from Hardy's Cottage Garden Plants in Whitchurch in Hampshire. We've got um, three new varieties on our display this year at Chelsea. We've got uh, Dianthus, which is Cherry Burst, which is a beautiful plant. Uh, then the other one we've got is a Digitalis, that's called Firebird, and that's a new type of breeding because it is your traditional spike and then it branches off. And it's in a lovely uh, soft apricot red with an orangey centre to it, lovely dark foliage, really holds itself up well and that's a super plant. And then the last one is one called uh, Salvia Amethyst Lips, which is a really lovely shrubby type of salvia, re-blooming, blooms right the way through the summer and starts off at the beginning of the year totally amethyst and then as the weather gets warmer so it gets a white center to it looking as though it's got amethyst around the edges and that's a really good one as well so they're all slightly different they will all want different locations they can all be grown in containers all go in the borders depending on what space you've got when you've got some show like this at chelsea it's the one thing that everyone goes, what have you got new? What is new? And there's a lot of plant breeding out there, but a lot of people don't realize that a lot of plant breeders are actually British as well. Most of the plant breeding that they see is from the continent or from America. And there's a lot of very, very good British plant breeding. And the one thing about that is that, that it's got the genetics first lasting in our climate, because we're not like, it. people will say, oh, well, if we get a plant from say Portland, Oregon, because it's the same conditions as us it isn't quite because they're not as damp through the winter so a lot of the plants that are bred over here are bred from plant material that's lasted through our winters and our winters are very damp then that's the big thing that kills off a lot of people's plants oh there's been loads of people really enjoying them you know the dianthus people loving because it's got such good perfume it's a lovely smaller plant they like the digitalis it's lovely and upright and spiky so yes a lot of people coming and talking about them all as always you can find more information on the podcast pages of the rhs website and that is rhs.org.uk forward slash podcast If what you've heard has inspired you, which it will have done, otherwise we've done something very, very wrong, why not check out the other RHS flower shows? Next up is RHS Chatsworth, which is in the grounds of Chatsworth House in the glorious Peak District of Derbyshire, and it runs from the 5th to the 9th of June. The RHS Gardening podcast team will be there hosting a special gardening question session on the 5th of June at 4pm. Hello, my name's Jamie Butterworth, I'm 24 and I'm an RHS ambassador.
I am designing the Wedgwood gown at the RHS Chatsworth Flower Show 2019, which is sponsored by Wedgwood. It's my first ever show garden with my name on it. I've supplied dozens of gardens with thousands of plants, and I've worked on dozens of gardens, but I've never done one with my name on it, so I'm a little bit scared, but it should be good fun. So there's a massive connection between Wedgwood and the RHS. In fact, Wedgwood, John Wedgwood himself, the son of Josiah Wedgwood, founded the Royal Horticultural Society, which not a lot of people know about, and indeed I didn't even know about, even though I studied at RHS Wisley. So we're really going to try and bang the drum and show people that John Wedgwood's vision to bring plants and gardening to communities across the UK is still going strong today. In fact, even stronger than it was in 1804. So that's the message we're trying to get across. The history of Wedgwood is, is one of incredible significance to the RHS. John Wedgwood had the idea in 1804. He wrote to a guy called William Forsyth, who the Forsyth is named after, who wrote to a guy called Joseph Banks. And they all met up, they had this wonderful idea, they wrote out some rules and regulations, and then the Horticultural Society, as it was then known, was formed. But John Wedgwood was not a very outgoing man, he wasn't very showy, and he had a garden called Kingscote in Gloucestershire. And he was a plantsman, he was a gardener, he was a horticulturist, he's the same as me, so I can relate a lot to that. And he had a journal that he kept of his garden. He talks about the plants that he liked to grow, that he didn't like to grow, that he enjoyed, that, that didn't grow very well at all. And that's actually in the Lindley Library in Vincent Square. And so I, I, I did my research and I went through it and it was, it was like one gardener passing on his stories to another gardener. And so that was really nice. So we've used plants and stories from that journal. And one person wrote of John's own garden and said, it's not a space to compel admiration. Instead, it's a homely, lovable space for people to enjoy. And that's what we want to try and create at Chatsworth for Wedgwood. We want to create a garden that's not that it's not going to win any awards for being the cleanest cut design, for being the most cutting edge design, but it'll be a nice garden that people can sit in, use and enjoy. We've put this massive solid oak table right in the middle of the garden. And the idea of the oak table is it's, it's a centerpiece for the whole garden, but it's a space for people to sit and share stories, share memories, share food, share drink, use the garden, have breakfast in there, have late evening drinks in there so it's a usable space that's then going to be relocated to the local community of Wedgwood in Stoke-on-Trent. So Chatsworth Flower Show opens on the 5th of June, it runs through to the 9th of June and I'll be there the whole time and if you haven't been you really must go because it is the most incredible setting. I love Chelsea to pieces but I actually prefer Chatsworth because you're surrounded by sheep and the most amazing Chatsworth house, and the most amazing people and the most amazing farm shop as well which is their little secret that they don't tell anybody about. So, that's it from me, James Alexander Sinclair. It's been lovely talking to you, and I bid you a fond farewell from the RHS Chelsea Flower Show 2019. The podcast will be back in a fortnight. Not that long to wait. Hold on to your hats and stay seated. Switzerland is proud to sponsor the RHS Gardening Podcast. Discover vast mountains, unmissable scenery and famously punctual railways with a TUI Lakes and Mountains holiday. Find out more at tui.co.uk or your local TUI store. I'm walking down the path in my garden and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone, and with it, the emissions. 
I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride on sooner. With the Crest robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilize the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Discover the beauty of an RHS membership all year round. Save 25% off an RHS membership today when paying by direct debit. Prices start at just £55.50. With a membership, you'll gain access to an array of special events at our gardens all year round. Be the first to know about RHS flower shows and get exclusive member-only days plus reduced-rate tickets. And you'll have the chance to enhance your gardening know-how with access to free expert garden advice, monthly editions of The Garden magazine and so much more. Terms and conditions apply.